0: Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Beautiful. Well, I want us to go to God's word. By the way, I missed you. You did? I can't believe it. You seriously did? For real? As in for real? For real, for real. Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 18. If you're there, you say amen. Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1 from verse 18. The Bible says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because... What may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Somebody shout futile. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, verse 26, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. It is a verse when you read, There is no amen. But tell your neighbor, we will get there. Verse 28, are you tired of the verses? And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, and discerning, and trustworthy, and loving and forgiving and who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do they not only do the same, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. May the Lord bless the reading of his word, which is not very palatable to the ears of my audience. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word today. We receive this word. Because every word that is written is for our benefit. We receive it this morning. Anoint me to preach in Jesus' name. Amen. I can sense that you have already put your guard on. Because of what I'm about to preach. But tell your neighbor, relax and receive God's word. Mm? Tell your neighbor, breathe in out beautiful now i want to speak this morning i'll just do part one of it i'm going to speak this morning on the subject mind shift because we've been looking at the scope of a shift and we looked at supernatural shift and now i want us to look at mind shift somebody shout "Mind mind shift now the mind everybody has a mind here isn't it The mind is a critical component in the life of a human being. When you look at a human being, the most potent tool that God gave a human being is the mind. When you look at every creature that God created, God gave that creature something that it can use for its advantage. For example, when you look at a cheetah it has been given speed. A cheetah can really take off. When you look at a lion, it has been given claws and sharp canine teeth. When you look at an elephant, it is massive in size and it has tusks. When you look at a hyena, it has a powerful jaw. If a hyena grabs you, unless the Lord saves you, you are done. Because the grip is so tight, that when it grabs you, it can't let you go. When you look at bears, bears are massive in size. And so all these creatures have something that gives them an advantage. But a human being doesn't have clothes, doesn't have speed, is not massive in size, but there is one thing that God has given a human being, and that is the mind. Tell your neighbor, I have a mind. It is this mind that has made a human being conquer all these other creatures. It is this mind that has enabled a human being to accomplish so many things that we see in our world today. We have mind-boggling inventions because of the mind. We have laws that have been defied like the law of gravity because of the mind. A human being has used his mind to build skyscrapers like the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building in the world. We also have Burj Al Arab, which is built on the sea. A human being has used his mind to come up with cars, ships, airplanes, smartphones, televisions, or television sets, apps, and all these things um, reflect on how, how gifted a human being is when he uses his mind. I remember this year when we were in Las Vegas. You'll be there as well in Jesus' name. We went to see the sphere. You can browse it. It's called a sphere. It's a massive Spherical venue, standing at 111 meters high. And it is 157 meters wide, with a high-resolution LED screen. In fact, they say it is the largest on Earth. And wrapped halfway is 17,600 seat seats or seats that can, let me rephrase it. Inside this spherical sphere, it has a capacity of 17,600 seats. Those are the people that it can hold inside. And it's like they are surrounded with all these giant screens. They say that this sphere is the world's largest concert-grade audio system comprising 1,586 loudspeakers modules, 167,000 speaker drivers, amplifiers, and processing channels, as well as 300 mobile loudspeaker modules which deliver a crystal clear and multi-layered audio experience. I was there. Tell your neighbor I'll be there as well. We also visited the Space Needle, which is in Seattle. It stands at 184 meters in height, 42 meters wide, weighs 8,660 metric tons. It can withstand winds up to 320 kilometers per hour and earthquakes of up to 9.0 in magnitude. It features an observation deck of 160 meters above ground and you can only access that area with an elevator. That takes you 41 seconds to get there. I remember we went up there and you could see the entire city. Very beautiful. And this space needle, it is very slender. Very, very high. When you are up there and you look down because they have put even the the floor, they have made the floor out of You know, glass, very strong glass, so you can see all the way down. And leave alone that. While you're looking down, it is moving. That's how powerful the mind is. We also visited the Boeing company, a place where they manufacture airplanes. And I remember Pastor Mary and I went to took pictures next to the vertical stabilizer. Maybe some of you don't know what it is. When you look at the plane, the fuselage, there's this part behind here, which is vertical. It's a vertical, Is the, the stabilizer for the plane. And when we stood next to it and we took photos, when I looked at those photos, we looked like ants. Because the thing is so massive. The fuselage is so massive so huge. The wing is so huge. The engine itself, you can actually walk on top of the engine. It's so massive. You see, when the plane is up there, you think it's a small thing. But when it comes down and you go closer to it, you'll be surprised. It's a, it's a giant bird. Yet it can stay in the sky for several hours without coming down. That's how powerful the mind is. Look at your neighbor and tell them, your mind is very powerful. I mean, and there are many others that I can mention to you. You go to places and you see what a mind can do. And you're blown away. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You are the sum total of your thoughts. Where you are, How you feel, your perspective, how you think impacts on every aspect of our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) excuse me, what you have accomplished as an individual is as a result of how you think. Where you are in life right now is as a result of how you think. What you have right now that is yours, not the one you have borrowed, that is yours is a reflection of how you think as an individual. Look at your neighbor, how they are dressed this morning is a reflection of how they think. Are you afraid of looking at your neighbor? All of us, we are a sum total of our thoughts. If I visit your house, I can tell how you think. If I see the colors, how you have mixed the colors in your living room, I can tell how you think. If I eat the food you have prepared, it gives me an inkling of how you think. If I come to your bedroom and look around, (laughs) it gives me an idea of how you think. If I come to your wardrobe and open your wardrobe like this and look at the colors of your clothes, the predominant colors, it will tell me how you think. We are the sum total of our thoughts. So, turn to your neighbor, ask them, what are you thinking? Ask them right now, what are you thinking? Listen to this. You have the power, or you have power over your mind as an individual. You are in control of your mind. You can control your mind, you can control the thoughts of your mind. And when you are in control of your mind, you are in charge of your mindset. I need to say that again. You have power over your mind. That means you can control your mind, you can control your thoughts, you can control your imaginations, and when you are in control of your mind, it simply means you are in charge of your mindset. Because a mindset is what controls you. A mindset is what influences you as an individual. So if you are not in charge of your mind, because you have the power to do so, but if you are not in charge of your mind, it will develop a mindset which will ultimately control you as an individual. Are we together, somebody? So a mindset is what controls you, but God has given you power over your mind. You can control your thoughts. You can tell your mind what to think about. You can tell your mind what to meditate on. So it's your mind that determines your mindset. And then it is your mindset that controls you as an individual. It's your mindset that influences how you live, how you talk, your conduct, your decisions... It's your mindset that even determines who to marry. The way you think, you will marry the person who thinks almost like you. True or not true? Yeah. That's why you can see someone that is very attractive to you, but the moment they open their mouth, you say, in fact, I was leaving. It will control so many things about you. Where you live, who you marry, who your friends are, your type of behavior. It is the mindset that you have developed that will influence all these different areas of your life. Let me give you three types of mindsets and then I'll be out of your way. Number one is the futile mindset. Some would say futile mindset. Futile simply means incapable of producing any useful result. Futile also means serving no useful purpose. A mindset that is futile is one that is completely ineffective. A futile mindset is unproductive. It never produces anything. It lacks creativity. It doesn't have positive thoughts that can unlock progress In one's life. Romans chapter 1, the text that we have read in verse 21, the Bible says that although these people knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts were darkened. In other words, their mindset was unproductive. They lacked creativity. No wonder their hearts, from the Bible calls their hearts foolish hearts, were darkened. So when you have a futile mindset, it simply means you lack creativity. You cannot come up with witty, witty inventions or innovations. You lack creativity. You cannot produce anything. You cannot come up with an idea that can greatly revolutionize people's lives. In other words, you are just a consumer, but you are not a producer. And you agree with me that futile mindset is a picture of some of the countries that we know that begin with letter I will not mention. We are just consumers. We don't invent anything that the world can buy. We don't invent anything that the world can embrace. We are into consuming from phones, to cars, to clothes, to so many things. We lack creativity. It's like our mind cannot produce anything that has never been seen in the world before. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, as an individual, you can have a futile mindset. You never produce anything. You never give back to anything. Your work is just to consume. Your work is just to receive. Everywhere you are placed, if you are put in a department, it dies because you don't have creativity. If they put you in a certain section at the place of work, the profit begins to dwindle because you don't have creativity. You have a futile mindset. You don't have new ideas that can propel a company forward. No new ideas that can propel your family forward. You have a futile mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, you must decide that you'll not just be a consumer, that you'll also be a producer. You will produce something. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear louder amen. amen? Tell your neighbor, you must produce something. The songs we sing is because somebody has produced them. Are you together what I'm saying? Are you together? Are we understanding each other? The clothes you're wearing is because somebody has produced them. The car you're driving is because somebody has manufactured that car. It is high time you also produce something. May the grace, may the creativity of production come upon you this morning in the name of Jesus. Shout, I'll produce something. Is that a shout? Shout again, I'll produce something. Number B, or number two. Another type of mindset is a warped mindset. A warped mindset. To be warped simply means disturbingly abnormal or distorted to be warped is to be twisted so it is possible to also have a twisted mindset a mindset that is disturbingly distorted a mindset that harbors and natural vices promotes despicable acts, and with a proclivity of what is disgusting, distressful, and nauseating. And sometimes you can have a warped mindset because of the experiences you have been subjected to. For example, abuse can give you a warped mindset being taken advantage of can warp your mind. When your innocence is stolen, your mind can be warped. You are introduced to weirdness mentally because of the experiences that you have gone through as a person. But also sometimes a warped mindset can be caused by the nature of sin. That is inside all of us. You see, we are born in this flesh. And this flesh will always want to corrupt our minds. That's why I told you that you are in control of your mind. Because it's your mind that produces a mindset. And then the mindset begins to control you as a person. So the fallen nature, this flesh... This carnal nature inside of us, this selfish carnality inside of us can also warp our minds. You know, I remember one time I was counseling someone and I was so surprised to hear what this person was telling me because I think it was the first time I was dealing with such a case. And this person said that I don't have a problem with fornication I don't have a problem with immorality I don't have a problem with pride I don't have a problem with all these Ordinary sins that people talk about My problem is Weirdness I am weird Ask your neighbor, you're weird Or you're no more I'm sure you want to know the weirdness of this person. Because I was also very curious. I said, what do you mean by weirdness? He said, I am a weirdo. I said, break it down so that I may understand. Are you ready for this? I don't think you are ready for this. Really? Will you stomach what I'm about to say? It is very weird. Will you handle it? All right, bless yourself. Don't say I didn't warn you. (laughs) Somebody said bring it on. Okay, Here it comes. This person told me I love watching videos of people who throw up and others eat what they have thrown out. But I warned you. So I told her, so what do you do? Say, I love watching those videos, and I can watch them almost the whole night. You see? That's very weird, isn't it? Because I don't even think you can eat your own vomit. So can you imagine eating somebody else's vomit. They come and on your plate and then you eat it. Anyway, I warned you. So I can be graphic. That is very weird, isn't it? It tells me something that the mind is warped. Something is wrong in the head. Romans chapter 1, verse 22 to 23 we have read all this Scriptures. I wish I can read it from the Passion translation of the Bible. Do you have that Passion behind there? You don't have it? Pastor Daido, do you have it? Please get it. From the Passion Translation, it is amazing. Tell your neighbor, I will not be weird. In Jesus' name. People can be weird, I'm telling you. Isn't it? People can be weird. And we want to read this verse one more time from the Passion Translation of the Bible. I'm taking my time because this is a very powerful foundation. I'm laying out. Before we go to part two, all right, let me read it because I have it here. From verse 22 of Romans, from the Passion Translation of the Bible, this is what it says. Are you with me, someone? Although claiming to be wise, they were in fact shallow fools. For only a fool would tread the unfading splendor of the immortal God to worship the, unf- the fading image of other humans, idols made to look like people, animals, birds, and even creeping reptiles. This is why God lifted, lifted off his restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful and shameful desires. They were given over to moral depravity, dishonoring their bodies by sexual perversion among themselves. All because they traded the truth of God for a lie. They worshipped and served the things God made rather than the God who made all things. Tell your neighbor, that's very weird. Glory and praises to him forever and ever. Amen. Now look at the next verse. For this reason, God gave them over to their own disgraceful and vile passions. inflamed with lust for one another, men and women ignored the natural order and exchanged normal sexual relations for homosexuality. Tell your neighbor that's very weird. Please make it louder so that I know we're on the same page. Tell your neighbor that's very weird. (laughs) Women engaged in lesbian conduct and men committed shameful acts with men receiving in themselves the due penalty for their deviation. And because they thought it was worthless to embrace the true knowledge of God, God gave them over to a worthless mindset. Warped mind to break all rules of proper conduct. Hello, neighbor, that's weird. Now look at our world today. It's becoming weird. We are, you know, countries are now promoting a lot of lgbtq plus whatever agenda I'm not getting the support I thought I'll get It's like I've stepped on a very live wire You know I was I was listening to some of these presidents who are in Africa when they are being interviewed by journalists from the west after asking about politics, governance, all these things, they always ask them, what do you think about LGBTQ? Should they enjoy freedom? Should it be allowed in your country? Should this and this be done for them? You can see the weirdness that is in the world today. And what amazes me is that a man wants another man who was born out of a relationship between a man and a woman? I have never understood. It's very weird. A woman wants another woman. Who was born out of a relationship between a man and a woman? So if the man and a woman was not there, the woman you want should, could not have been there. And the man you want could not have been there. Tell It's very weird. I don't even understand myself. It's very weird. It's a warped mind. And look, this thing is not very far. This thing is with us here now. It's in our churches. It's in our places of work. All right? It's even in our families. Weirdness. May God deliver each and every one of us from any form of weirdness. In the name of Jesus. You see, passion says, I love what it says here. It says that God has let them break every proper rule of conduct. Break all rules, rather, of proper conduct. Anything that is natural, they don't want to do it. They want to do what is unnatural. They want to go against God's established order and plan for humanity. It's because of a warped mind. Praise the Lord! Look, if you have any form of weirdness, fight it with all your heart. Hallelujah! Yeah. If you, when you start having feelings for animals, that's weird. Fight it in the name of please. I'm preaching. Some of you are judging me, and I'm preaching. You have feelings for animals. You look, you look at a goat. Or a chicken. Please, stay with chicken as a food. Don't go beyond there. When you see goats, food. Don't go beyond there. When you start having those funny, funny desires, fight them. Because it's weirdness. Amen? When you're a man and you see another man, just see him as a brother. Please. Please. And let it stay there. Don't don't examine his behinds. Please, don't. Please look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't be weird, my friend. Don't be weird. They broke all rules of proper conduct because of a warped Mind. Praise the Lord. Because of a warped mind. It's a warped mind that even makes a man rape a five-year-old girl. It's a warped mind. It's a warped mind to see a man raping an 80-year-old woman. Very quiet. The weirdness that is in the world today is too much. People's minds have been warped. You see, we are talking about a mind shift. People's minds have been warped. That's why we have to fight all these weird mindsets that the enemy is trying to throw at us. Put your head on your mind and say, I will not have a weird mindset in the name of Jesus. Number three, or C. Is a fixed mindset. Fixed mindset or unyielding mindset. Fixed mindset or unyielding mindset. I will never forget this experience that I had several years ago. We went to this children's home not the one we are supporting right now. There's another one that we visited. It was full of teenage boys. And we took to them food, clothing, and we were talking to them to try and cancel them. And I remember spending time with one of them and I was talking to him, this young boy. And I asked this young boy, What do you want? What do you want to become? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish as an individual? And I was so surprised what this young man told me. This young man told me, I just need money to to buy empty bottles and sell them. I said, did you hear my question? Let me rephrase. What do you want to become in life? What is your dream? What do you think you can do as a person. Something significant that you can do. He said, me, I just want to get a little money and buy empty bottles and sell them. I was very sad because I was expecting that this young man would tell me, I want to go to school, I want to learn, I want to be educated, maybe get a good job, may become a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer or whatever. I just want to have a profession. But I could tell that the mind was fixed on something based on what he saw or based on the experiences that he went through. His mind was so fixated on that idea of just buying bottles and selling them. There's a company, maybe some of you might not know it because you are young, but for those who were born some years back, there's a company called Kodak Company. It, was domin- it dominated the photographic film market during the most of the 20th century. I remember those days you take a photo, then you wait for two weeks. They go and develop the is it the negative or something? There was a negative. They develop it and then they bring it back to you. Do, you. do you remember those days? Do you remember that photographer you used to come to your estate to take people photos? Those people were very proud. The ones I encountered were very proud and then The photographer comes, maybe you have gone to work, and your house manager goes to your wardrobe, removes all your clothes and your handbags, and she's taking photo after photo after photo after photo. Then the guy comes after two weeks to deliver the photos. Those were our days. Things right now have really changed. Right now when people buy even phones, the first thing they ask, and the camera? How powerful is the camera? Because you're thinking of photos, isn't it? Now this company refused to innovate. The management was so focused on the success of photography film that they missed the digital revolution and eventually filed for bankruptcy, bankruptcy in 2012. A company that had captured the market But because they had a fixed mind on something, refused to change, it filed for bankruptcy. You see, when you have a fixed mind, you are not open to new ideas. When you have a fixed mind or an yielding mindset, you are not open to new things that are coming your way that are meant to benefit your life and propel you to the next level. A lot of people don't grow simply because they say, Me, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. I cannot change. We are used to this. We cannot change. We are used to this. Hmm? Like you see, you can be in this service right now and you're not very happy with the way I'm dressed. Because you have a very fixed mind. Why is he not wearing a tie? Why is he wearing a ragged jeans? Huh? I think this is Illuminati. Where is the one on the banner? The one that is speaking is not the one that is there. We, we want the one that is there. It's, it's a fixed mind. It's a, it's a fixed mind. And you need to know that life is dynamic. They say that madness is when you do things the same way and expect different results. You must grow. You must stretch your mind. You must be willing to embrace new ideas that can propel your life to the next level. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear louder amen? Amen. So tell your neighbor, you have to change. You have to grow. And you have to develop as a person. Romans chapter 1. Verse 29. Mm. Are you enjoying the teaching this morning? Verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Look, Look, these people go to a place where now they are filled to capacity to overflowing with unrighteousness. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers. Keep going up to verse 32. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Keep going. Undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Verse 32. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God. They know what is right. They know that God does not approve these things. That those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. It's like their minds are now fixated on wickedness. Let's read it from the Passion Translation. And I change the version. Their sinful lives became full of every kind of evil, wicked schemes, greed, and cruelty. Their hearts overflowed with jealous cravings and with conflict and strife, which drove them into hateful arguments and murder. They are deceitful, liars, full of hostility. They are gossips who love to spread malicious slander. With inflated egos, they hurl hateful insults at God. Yet they are nothing more than arrogant boasters. They are rebels against their parents, and total, to, totally immoral. They are senseless, faithless, ruthless, heartless, and completely merciless. Although they are full of, although they are aware, fully aware rather, of God's laws and proper order, knowing that those who do all these things deserve to die, yet they still go headlong into darkness, encouraging others to do the same and applauding them when they do. So it's like their minds were so fixed, they know the right thing, but they decide we will not change. You see, you can know what is right, but because you have a fixed mind, you refuse to embrace what is right. You can know the right path, but because of a fixed mind, you reject that path and still continue with the wrong path in your life. You can know the right thing to do, but because you have a fixed mind, Your mind is fixated on what you think is right. Even though it's wrong, you refuse to change. These guys go to a place where the Bible says they still go headlong into darkness. And then they encourage others to do the same and applauding them when they do. You see, that word headlong means without pause or delay. In other words, they go into these things in a rush because of their mindset. You see, when you, have a fix, when you are fixated on something, no matter what you are told, you cannot change. Have you ever tried to cancel somebody who has a fixed mind? Hmm? Have you ever had a friend who tells you, let me tell you. I will never again go out with Jemo. It is over. Are you sure it is over? I am telling you it is over. In fact, I have gone. I have picked my clothes. I have picked my bag. I have picked my sandals. I am relocating. Me and Jemo. It is over. So you even help the person to relocate and go to a new house, they get a house, you settle the person. Following day, you go and visit that person. You knock on the door. The person opens the door. It is not Jemo. it's the friend who relocated. But, she doesn't allow you to go into the house. She comes out of the house and locks the door behind her. You ask her, "You are not inviting me to?" Your house? You say, eh, "It's a bit complicated." <laughs> you know there are things which are very hard. I don't know. Let's say what is hard. You know, Jemo is Jemo is in the house. Fixed minds. You can't cancel anybody who has a fixed mind. It's very difficult. You can't suggest anything to them. You see, if you're talking about a mind shift, then the mind has to change. Come on, talk to me, somebody. The, The mind has to change. And I will show you in the next part of this how to change your mind. How to experience a mind shift. Because if you don't change your mind on certain things in your life, you will never progress. You will keep on going in circles. It will be a vicious cycle in your life. You are not moving forward. You are not growing. You are not increasing in any way. You are not becoming a better person every day. You are stuck in the same, same mess for years simply because you have refused to change your mind. People who have a fixed mind cannot be advised. Have you ever tried to advise somebody and then they start advising you? <laughs> you know, I was advising another pastor because I could see he had started a church and he was having some challenges. So I decided, let me, let me go spend time with this pastor and talk to him. And Pastor Mary was there. So every time I talk, before I finish the statement, he picks the statement and he finishes for me. I tell him, you see, when you do this, he said, no, 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 by the way, I know this thing, this thing, you know, uh, he finishes the statement. I go to a place where I, get, I, I, I got tired, I, I, I became quiet. And I told like Pastor, this guy, I can never advise him again. Because he knows everything. But for me, I know he doesn't know everything. Because if you knew what you, what you think you know, then you could not have been where you are today. The proof of what you know is by results. It's not how loud you are. Is by results. Oh, you're, you're, you're not talking to me this morning. yeah? It's, it's your results. When people see your results, then they know you know something. You understand what I'm saying? But if you have a fixed mind, you can never be advised, you can never be counseled, you can never be instructed. Because you are thinking in a certain way. I want to get money so that I can buy bottles and sell. You are thinking in a certain way. Whatever you are told, you cannot embrace it because you are believing or you are thinking what you know is the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to open up your mind for a surgery. Some of you, you need open mind surgery for you to experience positive results in your life. Your thinking is weird, your thinking is backward. Your thinking is ancient. You need a mind shift for your life to change. You're very quiet. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1. I'm almost finished. Proverbs 29, verse 1. Give me the scripture. Put it up there. Let's see what it says. Proverbs 29 and verse 1. He, he who is often rebuked and hardens his neck, will suddenly be destroyed. And that that without remedy. When you look at it from the Passion Translation, it says stubborn people who repeatedly refuse to accept correction will suddenly be broken, and they will never recover. When you have a fixed mind, what will shake you back into reality is when you're broken. What will bring you back to the path or to the right path is when you're broken. So don't wait until you're broken. Receive counsel and save yourself the pain of being broken. Are we together, somebody? So your mind has to shift. Look, I'm not talking about your heart. I'm not talking about your soul. I'm not talking about your your mind. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So your mind has to shift. Your mind has to be transformed. We will talk about all these things. So that you can start seeing some positive things happening in your life. As I finish, I want to ask you what kind of mindset do you have as an individual? How do you think? How do you think about your children? You know, they are men, they give birth to children, but when every time they look at their children, they see dowry. That's all they see. They just see dowry, money. Ask your neighbour of me, how is your mind? How is your mind? How, how does your mind think? How is your mind? W- when you look at a mirror, how is your mind? What do you see? Look at your future, what do you see? Hmm. Pastor Mugo was talking about me being 80. I started asking him, I said, by 80, how will I be? If you add eight to what you have, or take eight minus what you have, where will you be? Where are you supposed to be? Where are you supposed to be? What are you supposed to have accomplished by now? How do you view life? How do you view ministry? How do you view your future? How do you view your purpose? Your mind has to be changed. Your mind has to be transformed. Something must happen to your mind because as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What do you think about the outreach we are going to do right now? If your mind is corrupt, you'll say, eh. So he was... Very clever to time us on Sunday. No matter what he does, I will not do it. The problem is your mind. They never change your mind. Let's turn to our feet. I'll, I'll, I'll continue from here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazueta Chero on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter.